Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening. And welcome back to another episode of Fantasy Football with Gumbo. My name is Josh. Hey, it's Dugo here. What's going on, folks? Appreciate y'all tapping in again with your head tops. Happy to have you for another week. Uh, this week, me and Dugo are going to be doing a rookie mock draft. Uh, so we'll be doing a two-round rookie mock draft. It's 10 teams, 20 picks. Uh, this will be a one-quarterback, half-PPR mock draft. And me and Dugo are going to go through some of our favorite prospects. Yes, sir. We're going to talk about where we would take them in a hypothetical rookie draft if it was today. Now, keep in mind that these are going to be without landing spots, so we don't know where any of these players are going. We don't know what offenses they're going into. So we're just basing this purely off of just prospect grades, what we think they could become, uh, and the talent that we've seen from them at the college level. Yes, sir. Uh, going into the rookie draft, how you feeling, Dugo? You know, I'm feeling really good, dude. Like I keep saying every week, I keep falling more and more in love with these rookies. Really excited to see where they do end up falling. And, you know, I'm just excited to see exactly, you know, who gets on the fucking Packers. You know, like, is it going to be my boy, Darnell Washington? Is it going to be JSN, the best wide receiver in this draft? You know, like, there's a lot of things that could happen in this draft that we have no clue because a lot of these guys, even the defense guys that you're like, oh, like, you know, all these people, because we're all huge about fantasy, like, we forget about these defensive people that these teams that we love who we think could use another weapon, you know, they're thinking about their defense as well. So it might not land into the perfect uh, landing position that we think. So I'm excited just to get into this mock draft with, you know, just their mm-hmm. skill level and what they've shown us so far. And then, you know, maybe down the line we could do it again once we have our landing spots. Before we get into the draft and before we do our, you know, our mock draft, yeah, uh, Quentin Johnson was a guy who we kind of came in with with some skepticism. Yeah, a little uh, bit. Earlier in the draft process. Now, we're getting closer to the actual date um, of the NFL draft, and Quentin Johnson is showing up everywhere you look when it comes to wide receiver prospect lists. Uh, Mike Renner of PFF actually has Quentin Johnson as his fourth ranked wide receiver in terms of overall prospect grade of the last three years. So, to kind of give you some context, uh, Mike Renner of PFF has Quentin Johnston as the fourth best wide receiver prospect after Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Waddle. When was that taken from exactly? Was that from this year or was that from... I think I was. I think you sent me the same thing, and like we didn't see people like that had like the the name recognition of today, like Justin Jefferson and yeah. other people like that. So I'm I'm hesitant to think that that's from like this year or from 
Yeah, so where the, they are now, like I feel like that must have been like during you know like so, in college. Yeah, so these are purely you know uh, pre-draft prospect grades. So similar to how you guys pre-draft, have okay, okay, pre-draft prospect grades. So that's why you don't see a Justin Jefferson on this list. I got you. I'll read you who the list is one through eleven. I'll be quick with it. One is Jamar Chase. Two is Devontae Smith. Three is Jalen Waddle. Four is Quentin Johnston. Five is Jamison Williams. Six is Drake London. Seven is Jerry Judy. Eight is Garrett Wilson. Nine is CeeDee Lamb. Ten is Chris Olave. And eleven is Jackson Smith and Jigbo. Okay. So that's a pretty heavy list. Now, as you you know probably heard, I didn't mention a Justin Jefferson. I didn't mention a Jordan Addison. Yeah, they were just the average size they were just receiver, like cool. but they were more... Their you athletics know, didn't, like, carry them anywhere. Right. It was what they did with the ball in their hand yeah. what made them special. Like, when you look at, like, a Jordan Addison, like, I mean, it's crazy to think what he was able to do in his years at Pittsburgh. Like, I think, like, as a freshman, like, he was damn near a starter. And, I mean, that could be because the ACC does lack, you know, like, that top-tier performance talent like he is. Mm-hmm. But, nonetheless, I mean, he went there and he absolutely balled out. And that has to say something I mean, he is one of the Christmas route runners in this draft. And, you know, the only thing that, like, people are knocking him for is that he didn't run a 4-4-4 rather than when he ran a 4-4-9. You know, those .05 seconds really really eat you up, I guess. What I, I really, What I really find interesting when it comes to JSN is the fact that Garrett Wilson in that interview, that infamous interview now, uh, just a couple of years ago, said that JSN was probably going to be the best receiver out of that Ohio State trio that included Chris Olave. Right. Now, because of that simple interview, a lot of people have been quick to just say, hey, JSN is going to be better than, you know what I'm saying, Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave. Uh, but in terms of prospect grade, they have Garrett Wilson once again at 8, Chris Olave at 10, and JSN at 11. So he's behind two of the guys that he was projected to be better than. Uh, so I wonder how that changes. We wonder if any of that holds true. In my personal opinion, I got Garrett Wilson over all three of those players. Yeah, and I mean, when you when you look at the... I mean, I don't want to take nothing away from Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Mm-hmm. But when you look at their true prospect grade coming out, obviously JSN's going to have a huge knock to him since his freshman year when the wide receiver room was loaded. He didn't really do much then. No. Sophomore year absolutely popped off. He had like 16 touchdowns, 1,600 yards massive season and then this last year he had that hamstring injury which hampered him all of the year you know just took all of his funk but who knows my beef with jsn is just more so that we got one great year out of him Mm -hmm. but the one great year was 2021 and in that same year that's when addison won the blitnikoff i know awards aren't everything but he at least according to the masses and according to statistics he had a more impressive season than jsn and jsn's best year so that's kind of why I have trouble ranking JSN above Addison. Landing spots are going to matter a lot when it comes to, you know, final standings and everything like that. But JSN is somebody that I think has talent. Don't get me wrong. I think the guy has elite ability. But he's been in college three years and I only got one season of true Dynamic production. season. One, one dynamic, cool season. Like yeah. his last year he played a few games. He had like maybe 10 catches right uh first season rookie season he came into ohio state they had a crowded wide receiver room he also had maybe 10 catches and then obviously he had that big sophomore year where he was included in the group with chris olave and garrett wilson who are elite receivers they both went top 12 in the nfl draft right but what the my, my issue with jsn is the fact that when i look at him and i look at him playing a lot of the slot 
my guy was coming off the line of scrimmage unpressed, no coverage. He's working against outside linebackers who he has a natural disadvantage against. And you have Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave pulling coverages to the outsides or to the edges of the defense. Mm -hmm. So you have all the freedom in the world to go cook in the middle. Like, I expect any slot receiver who remains healthy to cook in that offense. So, I don't know. I don't have any extensive experience with him being the primary guy. But, you know, with the Jordan Addison, he played at two different programs. He balled out at both programs as the wide receiver one. You can't really say he was the wide receiver one this past year on that team. I believe there was one of the guys who was the wide receiver one on that USC team that I think was brought over from Oklahoma. Or I don't know how he had a better relationship with Caleb, but I think he definitely took a step back. I don't think he was the true one on that team this year. Jordan Addison was wide receiver one uh, for USC last year. Uh, statistically, he had the most catches and yards. Um, but regardless, the two years prior, he played at Pitt. So he went through two different programs performed as the top-end guy. One of the years, obviously, won in a prestigious wide receiver award in the Blitnikoff. But he also showed that he was versatile in schemes, uh, regardless of who his coordinators and coaches were. He always kind of showed out, and that's why I like him. And so as we move into this mock draft today, I think we're going to see how much I like Jordan Addison when we, uh, you know, when his name's called. Uh, but we want to prepare you guys, ladies and gentlemen, for your annual Fantasy Football with Gumball mock draft. I want you to sit back. Relax, and me and Dugo are about to get to drafting. Uh, we will let you know who we pick with each draft pick. This is once again going to be a two-round mock draft, the top 20 picks. And uh, with that being said, we'll get it ramped off. Let's get into it. I'll be going first. Dugo will be going second. I have odds. He has evens. And with the 1-1, one, one, I'm going to take Bijan Robinson. Shocker. Big shocker. Obviously, he's a running back out of Texas. He had an incredible, just overall, I guess, college career. Yeah, he was uh, he was just extremely dynamic the whole time. It was pretty crazy to see what he was able to do. The last two years in particular, and obviously this past year, I mean, just kind of set the bar for everyone. Uh, Bijan Robinson, I mean, he's he has the potential to go top 10 in the NFL draft alone. And it's, I mean, for a running back, that's just pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, excited to see where he lands exactly. I'm kind of assuming Eagles at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm excited for Bijan, though, 100%. Once again, last year he had over 1,500 uh, 1500 yards, 18 touchdowns. He's an incredible prospect. He's been productive since the day he set foot on Texas's campus. And, you know, when you have one of those elite uh, running backs from just every angle, every perspective that you could put it into – you have to take him early, and you have to run that. So, uh, B. John Robinson's my 1-1. Uh, who you got next with the 1-2 to go? I'm going to go with Jackson Smith and the Jigba. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just take him. I mean, honestly to me, I do think that he is one of the more polished guys in this draft. I think that he's going to come into any program he goes into and make an instant impact. Uh, like Josh said, didn't really do anything this last season, but the season before absolutely popped the fuck off. I'm excited to see where he goes. He's going to be the best slot receiver in this draft. I think that he's going to be pretty crazy as far as fantasy production. I'm, I, I don't know where he's going to go, but I'm excited to see where he goes. Hopefully it's the Packers. Go Pack Go. Jackson Smith and the Jigba, 1.2. All right. And like I said, I am odds. I like Jackson Smith and Jigba as the wide receiver one prospect. Mm. 
my wide receiver one is obviously Addison, as I've said, uh, you know, throughout the show. But JSN is another damn good prospect. And, like, just because I think something doesn't always mean I'm going to be right. Right. Uh, so I like JSN as the two. As the three, I'm going to go with another running back because I think running backs are just so valuable, especially in one quarterback leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to go with my boy Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama. Uh, you know what I'm saying? 5'9", 199 were his official measurements. Mm-hmm. He ran a four three six forty time, which was pretty damn fast. Yeah. One of the fastest amongst all running backs. And he's somebody with great hole awareness. He has great pass catching ability. He runs outside zones really well when he does get the opportunity to rush the ball. Uh, but in terms of all of his measurements, in terms of his like BMI, he has a 29.4 BMI. If you guys don't follow BMI measurements, 30 is kind of like that perfect golden point for running backs. 29.4 is damn close, and that's where Jameer Gibbs weighs in. Because of his elite pass catching upside, I got to go with Jameer Gibbs as my 1-3. Hell yeah, I feel that, man. I'm going to I want to take a shot out of the cannon here. I'm going to shock the nation. Oh, shit. I'm going to take Quentin Johnston as my 1-4. Oh, shit! I'm going to take Quentin Johnston. I know not a lot of people love this, especially my co-host, Jahaya. Hate it. But uh, Don't love it. I just think at the end of the day, his size is something that I got is something elite that another uh, wide receiver in this draft who I really love as well, um, you know, acquires, and that's uh, Jordan Addison. I just think Quentin Johnson's size is going to take him above and beyond at the end of the day. He does need to polish up his route running a little bit, but, you know, if he can go somewhere like the Patriots, Ravens, I know those are both run-heavy teams, but they do need to pass the ball. He's a big body for those quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just think off of just volume alone that he could be the number one on those teams. So I'm gonna go with JS or uh, I'm gonna go with Quentin Johnson. Okay, uh, Quentin Johnson was a guy who, like we said earlier, I mean his prospect grades came in crazy. Uh, he's a six two receiver, obviously over two ten. Uh, he had a crazy season last year at TCU, uh, catching passes from Max. Uh, is it Dugan? Is Duggan. It Duggan. Yeah. He was catching passes from Max Duggan. Uh, if you guys follow Matt Harmon, he does reception perception, in which he gives you statistical analysis on all the routes that these receivers run. And Quentin Johnson had a far more versatile route tree than I think a lot of people give him credit for. Uh, so that's something to definitely go check out. Not mad at that, but at five, you know who I'm taking, Jordan Addison. Let's go. Uh, welcome to my team that now has Bijan Robinson. Jameer Gibbs, and now the number one wide receiver coming out of USC and Pitt. Jordan Addison's a dog, maybe one of the best route runners in this class. Uh, he was consistent in college. He showed out all three years. He obviously, for the millionth time, won that Bolitnikoff. And he's somebody who can run every route under the tree. I think he has some of the best acceleration out of his cuts uh, that I've seen of most wide receivers in this class. There's another guy who I'll you know reference later. But Jordan Addison just looks like a special athlete. Better game speed than 40 speed. And, uh, you know, I'm going to go with my boy Addison at 1-5. Makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So I'm at the 1-6 now, folks. There's a lot of people that you could go with here. I mean, I feel like the popular opinion is going to be Zach Charbonnet. But at the end of the day, if I'm going to go with uh, the running back who I think has the most upside left in this draft, it's going to be Devin A-Chain. Oh. 
I hope you guys don't think that I'm just picking the oh like the unexpected guy. I really do believe that Devin A. Chain has all the ability to be a number one in the NFL, uh, similar to like an Eckler type. Does this size scare you at all? It not necessarily scares me. It gives me some question marks as far as at the end of the day, like is he gonna hold up? And I think he is because whenever we go back and look at his tape, like I said before, like when he was playing that LSU team and when he's running over people and he's that size and his legs just don't stop churning, it just makes me feel good that he's done all the weight training and all the strength training that he needs to for that size. Yeah. So, like, when he's playing, like, at, like, a 180 or 185, whatever it is, it seems like to him he's playing, like, more closer to, like, a 200 mm-hmm. because I feel like he might have above average uh, leg strength. At 17, I'm going to go with Zach Charbonnet. That makes a lot of sense. Just because he has, I guess, more of that prototypical RB1 profile. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look at Zach Charbonnet, he comes in at six foot, 214. He ran a 4 five forty, which is good. He has soft enough hands to catch passes out of the out of the backfield. And then, I'll, obviously, he has that whole vision. He has the size to do all the things that you need him to do in, like, ideally a gap scheme. Right. Like, ideally, he's he's working in the gap scheme, which he's identifying the hole. He's hitting it north and south. There's not, like, too much cutting and uh, lateral agility involved. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to Zach Charbonnet, I like his profile. Obviously, he's a running back. Uh, but I like Zach Charbonnet a lot coming out of uh, UCLA, and I think that he would be my 1-7 pick. Makes sense. Uh, going to the 1-8, got a couple slot receivers here that I'm kind of, uh, you know, just pulling hairs against. It's uh, Zay Flowers and Josh Downs. Mm-hmm. I think with the 1-8, bro, I mean, I know that not a lot of people love this again, but I think I like Josh Downs a little bit more than I like Zay Flowers. Okay. So I'm going to go with Josh Downs. Uh, he has longer arms. I think that they cut just about the same, but I think that at the end of the day, I think that Josh might be playing just a little bit faster in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Josh Downs if I'm going to go uh, with the 1-8 with a wide receiver. You know what, I want 9 let me go ahead and take Zay Flowers. Uh, so Zay Flowers is a guy that I've been you know pretty high on since the beginning the beginning of the draft process he came in uh not the greatest you know like height measurables he came in at 5'9 he was 182 pounds obviously we knew that he worked from the slot we knew that he was explosive uh but the measurables came back lower than most of his peers uh but in terms of just pure ability i mean he ran a 44240 uh he had a pretty decent catch rate um catching somewhere you know north of 65% of his uh, of his targets. Now, a lot of people will give his offense slack for the quarterback he had. Uh, quarterback wasn't great, but Zay Flowers still produced uh, within that system. I think that he could be day one starter as a slot for a lot of NFL offenses, and I think that he has a lot of potential. Um, so I like Zay Flowers as my 1-9. He's one of my favorite wide receivers from this class, um, and I'd be happy to take him there. Um, but yeah, I guess who do you have at 110? Bro, like, I don't want to pull this away or anything, but, yo, like, Damn. that guy's hairline starts literally in the middle of his head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I will say that. Burn! <laughs> uh, so if we go into the 110, 
Uh, I'm going to take my boy that I've been waiting on this whole draft, and that's C.J. Stroud. I'm going to take the first QB off the board. He's going in the first round. You're going to take who at the 110? C.J. Stroud. Okay. And why? Uh, you know, C.J. Stroud, he, I think he's just the number one quarterback in this draft. He's going to be the starter. I think that if he's going to be going the 1-1, he's going to be going to Carolina. I like Frank uh, Reich as a head coach. I think that he has some good passing schemes. Um, obviously, he knows how to run the ball as well. That's why he went to Indy. But I think that he also knows how to develop a good offensive line to put in front of his rookie quarterback. I like C.J. Stroud a lot just as far as the talent. So give me C.J. Stroud, 110. All right. And so once again, this is a 10-team, one-quarterback rookie mock draft. So we've now made it through 10 picks. Uh, just to recap, we have Bijan Robinson at 1-1. We have JSN at 1-2. Jameer Gibbs at 1-3. Quentin Johnson at 1-4, Jordan Addison at 1-5, Devin A. Chain at 1-6, Zach Charbonnet at 1-7, Josh Downs at 1-8, 1-9 was Zay Flowers, and 1-10 was the first quarterback off the board in T.J. Stroud. Yes, sir. So now we're at 2-1. First pick of the second. Let's get it. Kendra Miller. Kendra Miller. Give me Kendra Miller. I like that a lot, honestly, if I want to keep it a book. I think Kendra Miller is going to be a great running back in the NFL. Went crazy on TCU. He had 17 touchdowns last year. Uh, he was somebody who I don't think he participated in the combine okay. uh, just due to injury. Yeah. Uh, but his combine measurements still came back at 5'11", 215. He has the ideal BMI of 30.0. So uh, some comparisons would be Bijan Robinson, the only other... Uh, or one of the only other running backs in the class with a 30.0 BMI. Right. Um, and with that being said, he has great contact balance. Yeah. And, and just to like go a little bit deeper on that uh, injury, so it's an MCL injury, so it's nothing completely major like an ACL or anything like that. Typically, MCLs are really easy to get back from. I had one myself in high school. So just to, you know, like it's one of those things where it's more or less kind of just like a rest and recover type thing. So I think right now, like he had like a Zoom interview with a camera that literally looked like it was like from 2007. Really crazy. <laughs> it was honestly crazy quality. Like he sent this like head coaches and stuff, and I was like, like you have literally millions of dollars of at your TCU facility. Why why are you sending this kind of footage out? Yeah. It was like literally he like utilized like his laptop screen, like his like front facing laptop screen, and like was like 40 yards away. Like, it, it looked janky as hell. But, like, he was That's squatting right. and stuff already. So, like, That's it right. seems like he's getting back up to 100%. He'll probably have some, you know, like, uh, training days with some of these NFL clubs before the draft just so they can get a better scheme on where he is. He'll probably run 40s for them. Uh, I really like Kendra Miller, though, a lot. I really do. Yes, uh, so, I'm going to go with the 2-2. Right. Uh, I'm going to take Jalen Hyatt, bro. Okay. I love Jalen Hyatt. I think that he's a hell of a prospect. I, he gives me Devontae Smith vibes. I think that we've talked about that before. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, if I'm going to be able to take, uh, you know, like an A minus tier Devontae Smith at in the second round, mm -hmm. uh, I'm all in for that. So uh, Jalen Hyatt, two two. So Kendra Miller was two one. Jalen Hyatt was two two. And now some of the guys we have left on the board are like Michael Mayer, Bryce Young. 
Zach Evans, yep. Tank Bigsby, Sean Tucker, Dalton Kincaid, Anthony Richardson, Tajay Spears. Give me Sean Tucker. I think Sean Tucker has some upside. He's someone that I'm kind of skeptical about drafting in the first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I can get him earlier in the second round, I think that he's somebody who he's uh, been proven to handle, you know, a decent amount of touches. Uh, he's kind of worked like a like a workhorse uh, back role at Syracuse. Yeah. And when I look at his measurables, I mean, he has some of the best overall measurables of anyone in this class. He's 5'9", but he has a great BMI because he's two, 207 pounds. He's he's a thick guy. He reported running a 4'3", like a 4'3", uh, 40. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously great. He has some pass catching upside. I think he would work better in a zone offense. So uh, an, an offense where he can take things more so like off tackle. Right. Um, more outside zone. But he's someone that I think has potential he was a little inconsistent in just catching passes and pass blocking. Mm-hmm. Two things that he's going to have to get better at if he wants to get consistent, you know, touches at the next level. Right. But with the proper coaching, you know, all that shit's fixable. Right. All that stuff is coachable. So if he goes to a team like the Chargers, per se, uh, who have great running back coaches, you know, maybe that's something that they can help him work on and he can transition into an Austin Eckler type of role. So, yeah, uh, give me Sean Tucker at 2-3. I fuck with that a lot, man. I really do. I mean, I think I you could probably get him a little bit later, honestly. Like, I like him as a prospect, though. I think that if he gets to the right scheme, I think he'll be able to flourish. It all depends on the right scheme with him, though. Yeah. Another guy that I think is very scheme-dependent but I think could absolutely rock an offense, Tajay Spears. Let okay, get, you're going two four with Tajay. Let me get him with the two right. four. I absolutely love him. Tell me what, uh, yeah. Yo, I think I've been giving this guy his flowers since we've started talking about these rookies. But I mean, just to reiterate, what he did against USC in the Cotton Bowl, I believe it was, was immaculate. The guy literally took this team, which was already a Cinderella story, and was going literally against the Trojans. And said, what's up, bitch? Yeah, I'm going to score four touchdowns and lead my team to a, uh, this championship or this bowl game win. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like this guy is just one of those guys that he can do it all. He can run the ball. He can catch the ball. This guy is that guy. He gives me Aaron Jones vibes. He really does. I like that. Okay. I don't know. Like, I feel like he might be a little bit smaller than Jonesy, but I feel like at the end of the day, he gives me that sort of vibe where he's literally the do-it-all back. He might be a little smaller than what you want, but he'll do everything for you. At the 2-5, I think my pick is going to be Bryce Young. Uh, He's likely to be either the first or the second pick in the NFL draft. Uh, likely the second pick if he goes to the Texans. I think that offense with D'Amico Ryans. He's technically, a, I guess, more athletic uh, quarterback than C.J. Stroud, at least in my opinion. Um, I think that he's very capable. Maybe not as well as Kyler Murray, but he can scramble. He can run around. He can use his legs. And he can, uh, he can make that enough of a problem in which defenses have to game plan for it. And so in fantasy, we like quarterbacks who have the potential to get rushing yards. But as a passer, he's also extremely accurate. If he can, you know, get up with potential weapons like Damian Pierce, let's say they draft the JSN or Quentin Johnston, they have uh, Nico Collins and a bunch of other guys, John Michi, uh, Dalton Schultz now, Devin Singletary. 
I think he could be halfway decent and uh, could very easily crack into the top 12 of, uh, of Dynasty quarterbacks. So. 2-6. I'm going to go with Zach Evans. I think Zach Evans is one of those backs that he has the prototypical size that you want. He has all the, you know, like he has everything that you want. And yeah, I think that he did get chased out of TCU by Kendra Miller. But he did go to the SEC and he did produce there. So mm-hmm. that also speaks numbers to my in my book as well. So I like what he does. I know right now he is dealing with somewhat of a hamstring injury. So I'm not sure if he was able to run a 40 yet. That if he runs like a four six or something, I'm probably a little bit lower on him. But if he stays around like the four 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 five, where I think he is, I think he's gonna be at it. So give me uh, Zach Evans with the two six. And at the two seven, I'll take Michael Mayer off the board. Okay. Uh, so I have Michael Mayer as the first tight end off the board. Um, you know, coming out of uh, Notre Dame, he was kind of a pro ready tight end. He looks like he's someone, I guess, who could be an impact player at the NFL level. He was pretty productive uh, at his time at Notre Dame. I think last year he had 67 receptions for over 800 yards and nine touchdowns. Uh, He was essentially one of the primary weapons in the passing game. And I think that that can translate into a role in in the NFL. Yeah. He's a really great inline blocker, but he's also a guy who can split out wide, which creates a lot of mismatches for offenses because when your tight end splits out wide, that drags an an outside linebacker, uh, maybe potentially even a defensive lineman out wide to cover him. And that opens up outside zone lanes for, you know, your running back in the backfield. So there's rumors that he might be drafted by the Packers. I think that'd be great. I would hate that. I would like it. I think it opens up lanes in the run game. And if you're a run-heavy offense or if you're in – uh, a zone run offense. I think Michael Mayer makes a lot of sense, um, just in the versatility that you'll have, and uh, you know how you can uh, set up the line and how you can set up formations and things like that. Yeah, I don't want to speak all my hate just because you know I do have a lot of hate, but I think that these Michael Mayers come a dime a dozen. I really do. If you want to give me a six three tight end who weighs two forty five and you know is a pretty decent catcher. I mean, you can make a fucking left tackle into that. We saw that with Robert Tunyon. I want them to be the best athlete as far as those groups. I mean, I, I respect you taking them. I mean, he does have some possible, some goal line, uh, you know, upside. I mean, he is a big body down there, so maybe it could happen. But I don't know, man. Like, I just don't have a lot of faith in him at the end of the day. My 2-8, um... I mean, I kind of want to keep the tight end train going. Uh, I'm, I'm splitting hairs right now between uh, Dalton Kincaid and Cedric Tillman. Those are my two that I'm kind of debating between. I think I'm going to go with Kincaid. I think that he does have a lot of receiving opportunity, and I think that in two or so years, we could be talking about him being somewhat like a Dallas Goddard uh, around that area. I think that he needs to put it on a little bit more weight to be a little bit more like uh, Mark Andrews. I think that Mark Andrews has a lot of blocking upside, and Kincaid just isn't there quite yet. I think he needs to put on a little bit more weight. But if you look at, like I said, like a Goddard or like, a, you know, a Hayden Hurst in his prime, you know, something like that where, like, he, they're a super good athlete, that's uh, Dalton Kincaid. Okay. Okay. 
So you have him as a tight end two off the board? Yeah, I he do. He probably would have been your tight end one, I'm assuming? He's definitely my tight end one in this draft as far as receiving upside and fantasy points, yeah. Okay, cool. So we're wrapping up the draft. We have uh, each one more pick left. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the 2-9, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take... Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson, stack up my quarterbacks. Great athletic ability. We all know Anthony Richardson and his upside at this point. Great value pick as the nineteenth player as the nineteenth player off the board. Yep. Um yeah, give me give me AR. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm gonna finalize it out with uh, my boy Cedric Tillman then. Okay. Uh, so he's the wide rec- or the second wide receiver out of Tennessee. Uh, if you guys looked at this guy's pres- uh, production, not this year, but the year before, you would have thought that this guy was uh, going to be a Blenikoff winner, or you thought that this guy was going to be, you know, the first Tennessee wide receiver wide receiver taken off the board. But it's just not like that. Like some years are just kind of cruel to you, and somehow you just don't get the production that you warrant. Jalen Hyatt absolutely bombed out this year, and, I mean, kudos to him. I mean, that's you, there's not a lot that you can do if you're Cedric Tillman. Uh, I think that he's going to come into the league. He gives me, you know, like that prototypical X feel. I just think that he might just be like, I don't know, like a B-plus tier uh, X. Okay. I, I think he's going to go out there. He's going to be... You know, he's going to be someone that you're going to have to worry about, but he might also slide into, like, a Tyler Boyd role at some point in his career as well. Okay, and why'd you take him over a guy like Tank Bigsby or Marvin Mims? Um, so, with Tank Bigsby, I like him a lot as well, but I already felt like I lined up on my running backs. So, I just felt like if I wanted someone... Okay. Who was going to be spectacular and so, someone who could fill out roles for me in a couple other slots. I thought that... That's just based off of this mock draft. Basically. I mean, gotcha. at the end of the day as well, I mean, I feel like... I, honestly, I feel like Cedric Tillman might be more productive than him in the long run as well. If I'm going to keep it a buck. Okay. Uh, but as far as a Marvin Mims... I feel like Marvin Mims might have a little bit higher upside as far as being able to play a lot of other positions. But at the end of the day, I mean, size does do something for me. I mean, it's one of the key factors of being able to, you know, withstand the punishment of the NFL season. So if I want someone who's going to be able to fill in for me at the end of the season when all my other, you know, starters are hurt, I'm gonna want someone who might be like a B, you know, like a B tier guy who might be able to get surprise starts because his starters are, like his starters on his team are hurt, so he's gonna be getting more production. I want that guy on my team. Okay, I see why. All right, and so just as a quick recap of our two round twenty pick one quarterback mock draft, we have B. John Robinson going at one one, JSN went at one two, Jameer Gibbs went at one three. Quentin Johnston, 1-4. Jordan Addison, 1-5. Devin A. Chain, 1-6. Zach Charbonnet, 1-7. Josh Downs, 1-8. Zay Flowers, 1-9. And CJ Stroud, 1-10. Kendra Miller, 2-1. We got Jalen Hyatt, 2-2. We have Sean Tucker, 2-3. We have Tajay Spears, 2-4. Bryce Young, 2-5. Zach Evans, 2-6. Michael Mayer, 2-7. Dalton Kincaid 2-8, Anthony Richardson 2-9, two, 
and uh, Cedric Tillman 210. Uh, so those were our top 20 picks prior to the actual NFL draft. And yeah, let us know what you guys think in, in, in the feedback and the comments. We'll talk to you next week. My name is Ja. Hey, it's Dugo over here. Appreciate y'all tapping in with those other taps. Peace. Peace.